0: episode with jamie edelbrock jamie was my first podcast guest back in 2019 that was before the pandemic (laughs) it feels like forever (laughs) we were both just starting a new chapter in our life story and kind of scared shitless since then jamie has become a prolific advocate for children's mental health she's published two award-winning children's books tangled up and be the sparkle which shine a positive hopeful light on mental health and therapy she also partners with the National Alliance of Mental Illness, or NAMI, in Louisiana to help eliminate the stigma of seeking help, and her writing is featured on Parentology.com, ParentingHealthy.com, Sway.com, and a lot more. She's raising three teen girls of her own, too. So, Jamie, yay, it's so great to see you again. I'm back. I
1: was just saying, I can't believe it's year three. I know, it's- right?
0: What is up with that?
1: I don't know. It goes too fast. It goes it's way really, too fast.
0: It really does. It's insanity. So tell us what you've been up to since we last chatted um, a whole year ago. Yeah,
1: I think I was just. Um, Be the Sparkle was kind of in the works, and we were talking about it, but now it is here. Yeah, Be the Sparkle. So and um, yeah, it's great. It's one of my. Um, I mean, I love Tangled Up, but Be the Sparkle is actually gives. Um, Kids and parents actions to do when the world feels scary and dark, which it does right now in a big way. And yeah. so this not only um, um, helps people, parents, start the conversation with their kids, but it gives them um, actions and ideas on way to um, to to be kind and just show the world a little bit of love when we really, really need it. So that's cool. what Be the Spark is all about. And That's it's sold everywhere books are sold. It's available now. Um, that's my my biggest venture that I've been doing
0: I and this love is it. Here. what prompted you to write that topic that book
1: well the world's scary yeah. I mean not only did we make it through COVID but I mean everything that's happened from 20 you know 2020 2021 and now and we were just talking about the big earthquake here in Indonesia we're talking about you know gun violence in Colorado all of those things are just what happened in the past couple of days If you open it up worldwide the past week, it's even more, you know, month, year, it just goes on and on and on. And I think it's really, really, really important to not try to hide that from our kids because it's there.
0: They Um, know it's there too. So we can't.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we need to validate their feelings and be there for them when they want to talk about it. And if they want to talk about it Um, and just start those conversations of Hey, it's scary for me too. I'm here for you. Um, Like you said, so wonderfully, we don't need to save the world, but we can be there for each other and we can love the person in front of us. And so that is what that book really, really, really advocates for.
0: Uh, I love that so much. Talk a little bit about it because I know, I mean, I've been there with you through this whole process and I (laughs) I, I have read it and I absolutely adore it. So tell us a little bit about what are some of the things as parents and even I mean, you've got teen girls, I've got a teen girl. It's like even we've got to make sure that these kids are feeling like there's something they can do, because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I know your daughters and they're they're very passionate. My daughter's very passionate. A lot of the clients mm-hmm. I talk to are very passionate. They want to do something because this is their world and
1: right. they
0: feel so helpless. Because right. it's the adults doing stuff and they don't really feel like they have a voice, although they're impacted by all of this immensely. Right. So, right. how do we help make them feel a little bit more empowered and safe that they can feel safe? Right. So,
1: one, it's just start that conversation and talk to them, have you know, validate their feelings. Um, in the back of the book here, not only do I have 50, let me show you here 50 ideas on how to sparkle, just simple. I mean, the first one is smile at a stranger. Um, the last one is, you know, drive someone or a parent to their first therapy appointment. We have, um, you know, let someone go in front of you in line. Just simple, simple ways like that. But I also write a letter to the parents. And um, in, that parent, in that letter, first it's validate your child's feelings, like I've said. Two is be there for them. And three is to teach them to respond positively. I mean, those are three just basic, basic steps to be like, hey, you don't need to save the world, but you can act, you can do something. And that is, you know, when we validate their feelings and say, we're here for you, now let's take a step forward in a positive way. Yeah. Um, there's also in the back of the book, um, a way that they can journal, like, hey, what are some ways So, what are some ideas I can do to get them like, get the get the ball rolling. Yeah. But something that I think, um, is super important that I've come, I've come up with 10 ways to sparkle for our children. And that I think empowers them when we sparkle for our children in these ways I'll share in a minute. I think it empowers them to do great things because they can be themselves.
0: I love that. I want to hear that. I want to real quick, just say with the validation too, because I think when kids are talking about something really scary, either their own emotions or what's going on in the world, I think, you know, our instinct as parents is to make them feel better. And so we want to jump in and go, oh, you don't need to feel that way. Oh, like how do we how do we change that negative feeling to a positive one? And what that ends up doing is invalidating how they feel. Yeah. And so Absolutely. it is. And I want to point that out because it's so it's like our knee jerk reaction to just fix it and make them feel better. And when we don't give them the opportunity to sit in that emotion and validate that difficult emotion, which is just as equal and fair as a positive mm-hmm. emotion, like negative right. emotions are so important. They're, they're yeah, real, you have right?
1: to work through them.
0: They yes, do. Yeah, Let's talk about how we can sparkle for our kids.
1: Sure. Okay. Um, so I have researched these. Well, I haven't researched them. I've lived through them
0: okay realistically this is what I do yes
1: Yes, and and I have found um when you're not sparkling for your kids you're either sparkling or you're not and when you sparkle for your kids um everyone shines brightly and sometimes I've heard this saying the other day sometimes things aren't they feel dirty or they feel sticky or they feel gross and we want things to be better like you were talking about uh, being a fixer I'm the ultimate fixer. And so if my kids come to me with a problem, I will throw a thousand solutions at them. And I get so frustrated when they don't listen to me. And in all reality, they need to learn to fix it themselves. I just need to be there to support them. Um, and so things might seem dirty. And I, so I've learned to say as a parent, like I'm here to help you just make things a little bit cleaner. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm, it's going to be a little bit cleaner. And I love love that so these tips of um sparkling for our kids are there to just make things seem a little bit cleaner um and sparkling. okay so what my um daughters need from me which this is what kids need from all parents Mm -hmm. um my daughters need me to be calm yes so when um, I am upset or when they're upset and I get upset and they get upset, we just keep doing this and then it explodes. Nobody's yeah. happy. I call it
0: a ladder of conflict. We oh just keep it.
1: Yes. And with, with hormones raging and maybe busy schedules or stress, the more um, worked up I get, the more worked up they get. Yep. And nothing, nothing gets solved. Um, and so I've learned to take timeouts for myself. Like, it's not them that needs the time out all the time. It's me. Yeah. And so I will say, I need to go get a time, go take a time out. And when I'm calmed down, I will talk to you. And I love that. I'm, I
0: do the exact same thing. I give myself the time out.
1: Yeah. And it's so helpful because it feels good to yell. Sometimes it feels good to get upset. Just to, ah, get it out. But in the aftermath, it's not. No. It never, it, it doesn't help. So um, yes, one way to sparkle for our kids is to be calm. Um, another way is to believe in our kids. Um, and believe them so not only do we believe in what they are capable of but we are believing what they tell us so if they're struggling in school if maybe there's they're being bullied or maybe they don't like a certain food or maybe they're uncomfortable with the way their clothes fit or whatever it is it could be a bazillion things we need to believe them um, they need to know that we are their advocate and that we are on their side and we trust what they're saying. And this yes. also, I think, gives them confidence, lets them know that, hey, we believe you, but we believe in you and we're going to, I'm going to, I'm on your side.
0: A hundred percent. And Jamie, with one of that, because it's it's funny because it's one thing that I saw, I tell parents too, and I kind of give them this because a lot of parents struggle with that one because they're like, well, I know my child's lying. So how do I believe them? So the the baseline I like to give parents on that one is at least believe that they are doing the best that they can because they actually are. So believe that. Absolutely Mm -hmm. believe whatever the reason is that they're lying. Believe that there is a reason and that they feel a need to do that because that's the best solution they could come up with. To start there.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you're believing in them. Like whatever the struggle, whatever you feel like you need to lie about, whatever it is, I believe in you and the best you and we're going to get through this. Yeah, yes, exactly. absolutely. That's one way, one way to sparkle. Another way, um, my daughters need me to ask how I can help. So like we were talking about the fixing. They don't need me to fix it. They need me to say, how can I help you? And not only does this... Um, Take the pressure off of me as a fixer but it gives them the critical thinking skills and problem solving skills to say oh i can do this on my own um and sometimes my daughter says i don't know i don't know how you can help me i'm like great then if you come up with a solution or any way that i can help you let me know i'm here for you it lets you know they're there it again takes the pressure off of me as a fixer and gives them critical thinking problem solving skills
0: which gives when them confidence.
1: Yes, absolutely. It gives them confidence and they come back with a solution, a way I can help. Um, it's better for everybody.
0: Love it. Every time,
1: every time I ask, how can I help? It's always been a win-win. Yeah. So that's very sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, that's like a, <laughs> it's a big sparkle. Yes. <laughs> um, another way is my daughters need me to leave them alone if they want to be alone. And that's yes. a hard one. Thank because, you. Right. If they are yes. upset or sad, I want to comfort them. Or I want to know, like, what did she say? What happened? What did the school say? <laughs> whatever it is. Um, do you, do you want to snack? I could bombard them with comfort, which is not helpful all the time. And so, um, or it just comes off as nagging or annoying or whatever. If they need to be alone again, this is believing them. I believe yes. that you need to be alone right now. I'm going to let you be, it's, it's respecting them. Yes. Um, and so, so that is one, one way to sparkle is to, if they need to be alone, leave them alone. Yes. And when we we
0: respect them, we teach them how to respect us.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't mean they don't love us. It doesn't mean that they never want to see us again, but just like we want to be alone. So do they just to whatever thought process. So that's one way. Okay. Another way. Oh, this is huge for me. This is huge. A huge sparkle for me is not to take their words personally. So, yeah, the big one. Yep. Yeah. Because in in times of anger or hormones or whatever it is, sadness, things can come out of their mouths that they don't necessarily mean, or maybe they do mean it in the moment, but not to take it so personally. Um, Yeah. We all say things that sometimes we wish we wouldn't say, um, or, we, or maybe it, it matters to them in a way that it doesn't matter for, what, for us. But it's so easy um, when we hear um, something, a, a mean thing or whatever it is, to all of a sudden be filled with self-doubt. No, yes. we could hear something come out of their mouth. Um, it doesn't mean we're a bad parent. It doesn't mean we're doing a bad job. It doesn't mean that we did the wrong thing. It just means that's where they're at right now, and we need to allow them to feel it and voice it.
0: But so not I,
1: want, taking it personally. I
0: want to kind of combine the two because we're believing in them, but we're not taking it personally. How do we yes. merge those two?
1: I think we can believe what they're saying. And yes, I believe you feel that in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm a bad parent. That doesn't mean I'm going to back down on my boundary. Um, that doesn't mean um, I'm going to give in. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I'm doing yeah. something wrong. It's yeah. just, this is where you are in this moment and I'm going to be, I'm confident that you feel that way. I'm also confident in who I am right. as a parent. Yep. So, so remembering the truths when, when things um, get a little iffy in there, I always remind myself, you know, say three truths right now. And, and those truths bring me back to, um, you know, whatever they might've said doesn't mean it's necessarily true for me. Right. Exactly. So, and I, and I have the kids do that too, when they're feeling, um, down, Uh, think of three truths right now. And that, Mm. that usually helps get positive thinking they can be, they can feel their feelings, but it gets them shifted, um, thinking in a, in a different way. Right. Love that. Um, okay. Here's one we've already talked about. They need me to validate their feelings. Yes. So, and we just talked about this too. You can be angry, you can be sad, you can be mad, you can be depressed, you can be worried, scared, all of those things. And it's, as a fixer, it's easy to say, no, you don't. You don't feel that way. Everything's going to be happy. Things are great. Um, I I am an optimist. I spin things positive all the time. It could be the worst thing in the world and I just want it to be positive. Um, That's not helpful. That's not, that's toxic positivity and that's not helpful for them and so to sit in that moment with them and like man this sucks I can see why you're feeling this way let's talk about it. or tell me more tell me why you feel this way so I can understand that not only opens up a conversation it gives them a voice and it lets them know again we're there for them and we're going to help them through this
0: so validating is key. I think it's important to know you don't have to agree with why they feel that way to be able to validate that they feel that way. I think that's an important distinction because a lot of times we stumble over, well, I don't believe that that's a reason to feel that way. It doesn't matter. Right. Or
1: I don't feel that way, so they don't feel that way. Or I didn't go through that, so then you didn't feel that way. You don't feel that way. That is their thoughts and ideas and feelings right out the window and that is um, a prime way to have them say they don't care they don't understand off oh, so many times teenagers especially can say you don't understand and by just saying by disregarding their feelings of course they're going to say that
0: believe <laughs> course, them yes
1: <laughs> you yes, don't understand <laughs> you don't understand and it's okay to admit uh you're right i don't understand right the, I don't, and I might not understand, but I am here for you and I believe that you feel that way. And it's okay to feel that way. Absolutely. Um, okay, next uh, way to sparkle is my kids need me to have patience. And that's yeah. easier to be done, but it is um, a, vital, a vital thing for relationships and especially parenting. Um, there's been so many times from when my kids are younger until now, where I mean I told the story a thousand times, but just being rushed in the morning and like, hurry, 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 we gotta go, we gotta go, you know, I gotta go to work, you gotta go to school, but you have all these things to do, and it ends up being um a really bad morning, a really grumpy morning, and then the kids are off to school feeling sad and you're off to work feeling sad, and just nothing you feel you're thinking about it all day, and so I would rather. Have patience with my kids and be a little late to school or work um, than to have a crummy morning and so the story that I've told a thousand times is that I finally <laughs> you know the school office I'm coming in they're like late again and that's what I said to them Like, what's your reason for being late and I said I would rather be late than have a stressful morning Yeah, I would rather have patience with my kids and or with myself, even than to just have the day start off wrong um, and it sets the whole day up. Um, yeah. and, and that goes also not only for mornings but everything else in life when <laughs> they're just not they're not up to speed with how we are, and I don't think they're meant to be you know yeah. adults have this like go go, 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 go go, and I definitely don't want my kids to fall on that when they 're adults, I want them to be able to. Um, Take their time if they need to have patience just with others and with themselves.
0: Yeah, I think it's a that's a hard one, too, because so many of us believe like we don't want to be late. Like that is so important. But I think when you compare and put on paper side by side, is it more important to be on time rather than 10 minutes late or to have a good relationship with your child? I right. feel like when you put it and look at it that way, it's not a difficult choice, but we make the choice for time over yes. and over and over again.
1: And I think we make the choice for time and for other people, yes. not necessarily for our kids. Our and if kids. you look at yep. who, what's the most important relationship there, and who, who are you raising, and what are you, what are you doing? What are you trying to achieve? Okay. And um, when you look at it from that perspective, it's easier to be like, oh, it's easier easier to be patient with your kids. Maybe, okay, maybe not easier to be patient with your kids, but it helps under
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's take some of the pressures off. Like being 10 minutes late is not the end of the world right? most of the time. I'm sure it is some of the time, but most of the time, the 10 minutes it would take to stay calm and to get through that is worth it.
1: Right, absolutely. Or the time, I mean... If my daughter's having a bad attitude, wants to be in a room forever, just having the patience to, you know, she'll come out when she's ready instead of just, you know, tell me what's going on. Let me fix it. Let me just having that patience is huge too. Yeah. Um, waiting for a phone call from them or any, I mean, anything, there's a bazillion ways you need to have patience with your kids and teenagers, but yeah. I think um, that also, um, I can get very anxious when I'm not patient. And, and they pick up on that anxiety as well.
0: Yep. It's a good one. So, it's a hard so one. Yes. But it's a good one. It's a
1: hard one. It's a hard one. And it takes practice. <laughs> yeah. One thing we've learned to say around our house is, do you have your patient pants on? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's put our patient pants back on. <laughs> and that's been thing good.
0: mine are always in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One, pa- one leg in, one leg
0: out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm a little tight right now.
1: <laughs> yes. I need my Thanksgiving
0: patience. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, okay. Another way to sparkle is uh, our kids need us to listen. And I think this is different than um, validating. This is different than believing. This is just simply listening. Yeah. And there's been times when, you know, my daughters can talk my ears off. And, and they don't necessarily want me to say anything. They just want me to be engaged. They just want me to pay attention, to put my phone down, to put work down, um, to whatever I'm watching on TV and just listen to what they're saying. And that can be hard sometimes in a busy world and, and everything that we have going on. Um, but that is a huge way to sparkle because it lets them know that we care.
0: Yeah. And that, that
1: they matter. And, and even in those, um, I've heard there's three different points in a day um, to just stop and listen to your children. And that could only, I mean, that could be a matter of five minutes. So that's 15 minutes out of a day that you're actually listening to your kids. The first one is <laughs> right when they wake up, you're listening to your kids um, and you're focused on them. Like, good morning. I'm so happy to see you. How was your night? What do you want for breakfast? Whatever it is let them talk, soak them up, be focused on them 100%. Just the first five minutes of the day. Right. The second time is when they get home from school. And yeah. I know sometimes parents aren't always home when kids get home from school, but that could be um, as soon as you get home from work. Yeah. Whenever you meet up again at the end of the day, just take five minutes where you're not on your phone, you're not on work, you're not on TV, you're not talking to your spouse, you are focused on them. Um, and just listen to how their day was yeah pick up on their cues um look them in the eye like tell yeah. me about your day and then the third t- the third time is at bedtime when you're putting them down to sleep and I know teenagers sometimes it's good night go to bed oh, whatever yeah. it is
0: I, I go to bed before my daughter does so. yeah sometimes they're tucking me, in puts and me to sleep
1: yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes that's how, yes absolutely <laughs> but whatever that is whenever you're saying good night to just connect one more time yeah. for 5 minutes with nothing else. And if you think about it in the grand scheme of things in 24 hours in a day, that's only 15 minutes. That you I, I got to tell you
0: though, time. like that that amount of time seems so and I understand that for a lot of parents it's hard to even to find those 15 minutes to find that time. Mm-hmm. From my perspective I'm like that's not remotely enough time. Like No, yeah not even right and it's like that that but I I love the whole concept of you don't need a ton of time to be able to connect so if you are in a place where finding that just reserving Mm -hmm. serving that time that dedicates to your child just 15 minutes a day feels attainable yeah matters so much
1: oh absolutely it's it's you know, if they say quality, not quantity. And I think in those just, you know, five minutes or those 15 minutes or whatever, that quality time that matters. Kids know we're on our phone all the time. Teenagers know we're on our, you know, teenagers are on their phones all the time or on their computer doing homework, whatever it is. And if you prioritize, even though that short amount of time, um, one, it could get longer, it could get bigger, but, um, Two, it it lets them know that they are a priority, and you're there for them literally morning, noon, and night. Yes, yep. they know they can count on those. So nice. that's yes. So listen or connect. I think that's another one. It would be a good one. Really, really listen. Yep. Um. Oh, this is huge, and I know that you will love this one too. Um. They me they need me to research or talk to a professional if I think anything. Is um, not necessarily wrong, but if I any, mean, if there's anyone that needs help, whether it's me or it's them, to yeah. seek help. Yeah. Um, there was a time when I thought my daughter had, you know, behavioral issues, and it turns out she had anxiety. One of my other daughters, um, she, um, just wasn't getting it at school. It turns out ADHD. Like you don't, you know, or maybe. There was one sad all the time. She ended up being depressed. Like there's these things that you don't, uh, if something is wrong or doesn't seem right, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to say, hey, I cannot do this on my own. I don't know what's going on. Hey, guess what? I don't have all the answers, but there are professionals that do. And so a huge way to sparkle sparkle for our children is to get professional help if needed. And there's no shame in that. No, No. And
0: and one thing I want to say with that, because a lot of times, especially teens, if they're not the ones asking, many teens ask for help, (laughs) but if they're not the ones asking for help and a lot of them even resist it, Mm -hmm. believe them again, because a lot of times when we recommend they get help, we're saying you are broken. Something's wrong with you. You need to be fixed. Everything else is fine. It's you. And yes. of course, they're going to resist that. So I would encourage at that point, you know what? You, as the parent, go seek help in yes. order to know how to better help your child. Yes. And I- that absolutely. does not only gives you the skills mm-hmm. to help your child and understand, but it speaks volumes to your child that you are willing to make a change in order to improve yes. the environment and improve the dynamic. Because every dynamic is two ways. So it's not going to fix if we just say you go change your attitude. Well, that's not changing anything. If you don't change how you're approaching it. So a lot of times their attitudes in response to something they think we're doing.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the way our therapist puts it is there's um, players and every multiple players in every game. It's not, it's never just one player. And so you're absolutely right. If a child, you know, to point out to a child and say, Hey, you need help. Obviously they'll. if anyone said that to me, I
0: I know like what, what, what,
1: but, um, to be willing to do it yourself, if they're not willing to, um, that is a game changer because it a
0: game changer. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. absolutely. I see far more improvement in family dynamics when it's the parent when the parents involved yeah. by, by far so much more. Well,
1: absolutely. And if you think it, you know, parents have been on the earth a lot longer than these kids have. So why do we think that kids need to have it together all the time or that they do need to be fixed um, support? Absolutely. Everyone needs support, but it makes more sense for parents to get the help because there's a lot more trauma, a lot more stuff they've gone through and a lot more stuff they need to work through in order to help their kids. and um, not a lot of parents are um, teachers or have worked with kids or even know how to raise kids properly. No. And so it's okay to get that training. It's okay to get help. It's okay to work through our own issues um, so we can better ourselves. Then we can better our kids.
0: Yeah. And then it models that it's okay to get help.
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, absolutely. If you're getting
0: help, but if you refuse to get help and are insisting your child gets help, what is that saying too? Right. So it, right. it's, there's a lot of components to that. So I love that. But I think I, you know, I don't want it to come across as you need to force your child to get help, because that oh, will really? probably make things worse if you're forcing your child to get help.
1: Right, right. I agree. Yeah, never, never force anything on the child, obviously. But yes, I agree. Um, if a lot of the times things get better when you help yourself. That's yeah, one way to sparkle. That, way, that are, wasn't on
0: my list. <laughs> those are fantastic. Love Thank them. Thank you. All of them. We will, we need to kind of highlight all of those. Those are great. So yeah. you you really did those through like your own experiences and what your lessons are learned. What are some other lessons you've learned over the past year since we've chatted?
1: So, so many, so many, <laughs> um, and a lot of them. <laughs> are tangible, a lot of them are stuff that I've just lived through. Um, and this past year, I've done a lot of things that I've never done before and that I've never even dreamed that I would even be doing. Um, too much to even to talk about here, but um, I can sum it up in, in one story um, where, so since I've lived in Indonesia, um, the traffic here is crazy. So I have not driven here oh. in Indonesia. Wow. There is um, right. I know that sounds crazy. I've been here not if know, it's scary. Now. I
0: don't blame you.
1: The, the traffic is crazy. There's really no rules. There are motorcycles and scooters everywhere, and I mean it is like I can't even describe how crazy. Not that only that, terrifying. they yep. they, <laughs> they drive on the other side of the road that I'm used to, and right. the cars. You know, you're driving on the other side of the car that I'm used to. Yeah. So the cars are different. The roads are different. The driving's different. There's no rules so people are going in and out all the time. We've seen multiple accidents, multiple injuries. Mm. Like, it is just not my cup of tea. And uh. so if I don't have a drive, I'm not going to. And I haven't had to. Um, but there was one time when uh, my husband had to get to the airport uh, about four in the morning. And usually we just can call a taxi and they come right away and um that was our plan is that we're going to call a taxi and they were going to take him to the airport and um it was an international flight so he had to be there on time um well no taxis were picking up so nobody was coming nothing was happening um we actually have um guards outside our house that we were asking the guards to get help you know with find us a taxi no one could find us a taxi we had couple of their phones it wasn't happening now on this taxi app we can see where all the taxis are in the city so we could see that there were several around our you know in the vicinity of our area but they just weren't picking up so my I know which was also frustrating because we're like you know they're right there um so my husband said as I'm in bed you know completely in my pajamas in bed he's like hey I'm gonna have to drive to one of these taxis I'm gonna have to get in their car and then you're gonna have to get in the car and drive it home
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I was like I can't do that. I said if you don't do this, I'm going to miss my flight and to, you know, this is a big deal. So yeah. this is something I had to do. Yeah. Um I cried the whole way there driving to the taxi. I said I would do it still in my pajamas. <laughs> I drove he drove there and then he was in such a hurry because we, he was already running late that it was just I got got to get in this taxi, I got to go. Yeah. Um so it it was just boom, boom, boom. Here you go. So I got in the driver's seat. I didn't know. Um, I, I knew nothing about our car, even though I've been in it a thousand times. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't know where the blinker. I mean, everything's backwards, right? Yeah. I just didn't know where
0: anything was. I didn't know where so disorienting
1: driving. I <laughs> what? So I just sat there for a minute in the dark by myself. You know, cars driving by. And I didn't even know, like, oh, he said, you know, I'll call you and I'll tell you how to get home from here, but then the, our phones didn't work, of course. So it was just me by myself. Uh, I, would
0: I, sure minute, I, would. I, I would have just sat there and cried. I did for a minute, but then I would have
1: just sat there. And I was in my pajamas, even, and I, I, you know, all all of these things were going through my head. Like I could just sit here and then wait for my friends to wake up and say, hey yeah um, I could but I knew I also couldn't leave my car on the side of the road like there were all of these okay. different I could walk I could um, and so I just had to do it so I I don't know how long it was but I just finally was like I have to do this and the only thing between me doing this and not doing this is my attitude yeah. and I had to just figure it out and I did it scared I did it with tears in my eyes but I did it and I drove all the way home. Um and I did it. And it it scared me. It was scary. It was terrifying. I you know, my husband called to see how I was doing. I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I him angry. You, you put me in this situation. <laughs> all of these things. But I had to do it and I did it. And so I think one of the biggest lessons is um To do things scared, because if you want something that you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And so whether it is in parenting or in a relationship or with a new job or writing a book or starting a podcast or whatever it is, sometimes you have to do it scared. And and sometimes we're going to be put in these situations where you're not going to know what to do, especially in parenting. Right. You don't know. So follow your gut, change your attitude and do it scared. That's the thing I've learned this year, big time.
0: That's a good one. And let me ask, how did you feel once you made it home?
1: You know, it was a really, uh, besides being mad and sad and scared, was, it felt good. Yeah. I did it. I yeah. did it. And there was nobody coaching me. There was nobody um telling me how to do it, which I had to figure out. I had to figure out every component of that car. I had to figure out the roads. I had to I had to figure it all out. Um, and I felt great. I felt like I could do it again if I needed to, and I could handle whatever was coming the next day.
0: I love so, it. Yeah. That's, that's good for you. I'm glad you made it home safely. <laughs> I probably would still be on the side of the road. <laughs> I'm surprised
1: that I'm not, actually. <laughs> but... I- I had had to and it it obviously turned out okay here I am but I think that sums up my past year
0: that that sums it up right that whole year Uh, that (laughs) sounds great
1: (laughs) you went scared and if you want
0: something yeah you never had before you have to do something you've never done yeah so in all all areas of life And I think um, it's such an important thing to model to our kids too, doing stuff scared because our kids are scared doing almost everything they do right now Um, because it's all new to them Mm -hmm. and they're always feeling like they're being judged because often they are being judged um, by teachers, by parents, by peers. Right. And so everything is terrifying to them. So it's easy for us to say, Oh, just go do it. But if we're not doing it, then we're telling them not to do it, right? Right. And we're telling them it's not okay. So them seeing us doing stuff that terrifies us is so important. And them seeing us uncomfortable and pushing through, is critical in helping them get through all of this. Because right now we try to pull it all together and we're sending them the message that you should always have it all together and you, you shouldn't struggle. And it's like, oh, we're all struggling.
1: That's the message we are putting out, though. We are talking about social media. Everybody is so perfect on social media. Nobody sees the struggle. And I think it's so important for us to be honest in that. It's okay that, like, if you want to show highlights. Of course, we all do that, of course. But when we don't show any aspect of the struggle, especially to our kids, then they're never going to share their struggle with us. No. And then that, that struggle
0: becomes shameful.
1: Yes. Yes. And it just puts that wall up. Yeah. And how sad. That's no relationship at all.
0: Yeah. I think the other thing we often do because we focus on fixing stuff and what's going wrong is we also often tend to create a negative experience around a struggle, in where we'll, like, I see kids struggling with school and <laughs> they're in trouble all the time for it. They get their phone taken away and they're not allowed to go out and hang out with their friends and they're made to feel really bad. And it's Mm -hmm. like these kids are struggling in school and we punish them for it, which doesn't help them struggle less. It just adds more anxiety and everything else on top of why they're already struggling. And so we need to understand that that struggle, believe them that they're struggling. Mm We tend to think, oh, they could do better if they just tried harder. Well, again, they're trying the best. They're doing the best they can in the scheme of the entire world, not just that one class. There's a lot going into what they're able to do and how they're the energy they have and the focus they have and the motivation they have. There's a lot pulling into that. They're doing the best they can right now. So the last thing they need is for us to come down hard on them because the world is already coming down hard on them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if we're not their advocate, if we don't believe them, then who will?
0: I know. So I love your tips for sparkling for them because they need that. They need someone in their life, namely you, the parent, to be the sparkle, to be, to represent and make them feel like they are enough and that they're worthy and that they're loved and that they can do this because that gives them the foundation to go out and do hard things
1: absolutely and to be a sparkle themselves
0: yes yes which yes. makes them feel so good when they're able yes. to do that for other people they yeah. love it absolutely um when they, they have, have that to... confidence yeah, yeah. And the freedom but that's not they... something we force them to do it's something they do because they feel good inside then yeah. you share that when they're outside yeah. doing things that are not kind it's because they are not feeling good inside so the focus is exactly. not changing the behavior it's focusing how they feel inside. We do that as their parents. I love, love, love this. Um, I like that you've broken it down to some simple, not simple to do, but simple to understand things um, for us to do.
1: Yeah. And all tangible. We could do all of those things today, right now.
0: We absolutely could. Yes. So let's go do that. Right. Um, yes. And we'll feel so much better because our relationships with our kids will get stronger. And that adds a lot of, you know, struggling relationships with our kids adds a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So when we take back the piece, part that we play and we take responsibility for that part, which is the only part we can change and take responsibility for, that's when the dynamic changes. And all of a sudden, that's gone. That stress is gone. Um, Absolutely. And that's a big change. Jamie, I love talking to you. I love
1: talking to you too. This it's been awesome. so great, and I when have a book come, ahead when of do your you way. Move
0: back to the United States, I don't know. That's a very Are, good question. Have you been driving? Do you drive regularly in Indonesia now?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Emergency only. <laughs> but I did go back to the states this summer, and I was able to drive. And man, did it feel good. I it bet. Felt so good. Oh,
0: I bet. Yeah. That is the freedom. That, yeah. 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 You're like a young kid that has to be drived every
1: oh my gosh. Drive, I, was like, I, can get, I can just go somewhere. I can get in a car and go. Yeah, it was great. I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, I will let you go. I know it's late there. Um, so thanks for thanks for jumping on, and I'll see you in another year. I know.
1: Believe it or not, it's gonna come faster than yeah, we think.
0: It, does. it always does. All right. Bye, Jamie. Bye, parents. Thanks for joining us. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, If you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and, hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.